0: They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.
1: The Go Radio football show with The Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! go, 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 go,
2: go. talking football between now and 7 And that Google search button's been getting a bit of treatment today. Jacob Brown is in the Scotland squad. We will be explaining all over the next couple of hours. uh, As the Stoke City striker is drafted in by Stevie Clark, made his selection uh, this afternoon. It's probably not going to affect the starting lineup. you would imagine, in uh, Moldova. Kenny Miller, but it's a new name for us to conjure with. Do you know much about Jacob Brown?
3: Just googling them right now, Ross. As we speak, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. So new one to look at. Obviously, there was a spot for grabs with uh, with Big London Dykes being out. So it's uh, yep. Jacob Brown's got the nod. There was a lot of talk. Maybe Tony Watt. Maybe get the call up mm-hmm. or uh, of even Ross Ross Stewart. Stewart yeah. There a was a few names, but he was one that wasn't getting banded about. So yeah, yep. it's uh, good on him. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Enter stage left,
2: uh, Jacob Brown. We'll be talking club football as well, of course, on the back of the weekend. Rangers opening up a a four-point advantage at the top of the Premiership. Six goals at Motherwell on Sunday after a goalless draw for Celtic against Livingston at the weekend. Uh, Was that a turning point, do you think, for Rangers, John Hartson at the weekend?
4: Well, it's still very early on, isn't it? still very early in the season. Um, But listen, it's always a case of if you can win your game, on the Saturday and then and then your big opponents uh, have to play their game on the Sunday you can always add that little bit of pressure on and uh, I would imagine Rangers were looking at that result against Livingston thinking well you know they could have gone top of the league if they'd beat Livingston that would have been a big psychological boost for them um, but Rangers took care of business on on the Sunday against Motherwell strangely enough I thought Motherwell did alright up until you know Tavernier then all of a sudden just burst onto the you know, that great goal, Massey cross, and he come on to it, brilliant volley, and then he played a huge part, great um, great ball in for Sakala for the header. And all of a sudden, within three minutes, Motherwell were thinking, well, if we can get to half-time, you know, and regroup, you know, with one nil up, all of a sudden, with next, next thing, they're sitting in the dressing room, 2-1 down, thinking, well, what's going on there, you know? And then in the
2: second half, it was uh, Rangers just blitzed their way to two, six goals. Kenny, you and I were sitting together watching that one, working at that Motherwell Rangers game at the weekend. Did it feel like a turning point for you in terms of that Rangers performance and, and just opening up that little gap at the top?
3: Well, saying it post-match, I think it was a performance that was has been coming. Uh, it was more like Rangers. It was more what they want to be, that dominant force that they have been over the last kind of 18 months or so. Uh, penning teams in, constantly asking questions, a lot of crosses, a lot of shots, Lot of possession. It was, uh, but, but possession in the right area of the field, which was the no-position half. So it was much more like the Rangers would become known over the last 18 months or so, and it was up. I mean, probably the best performance of the season. You know, it was everything they want to be: six goals, three points. And John touched on it. A lot of people underestimate the psychology of the old firm. When you have the chance to go and put a nail in the coffin, and maybe go top of the league like Celtic did on the mm-hmm. Saturday, and you and let Rangers off the hook, it then it flips the other way now Rangers have got a chance now to go and put a little bit of daylight between them and the pack and, and they went and done it and they've done it emphatically
2: Yeah you did not yeah, I mean you made that point John already you know just that fact that had Celtic been taught Rangers had to dislodge them on Sunday as it was they were ahead anyway whatever happened they were going to stay top of the league and that just releases a bit of pressure doesn't it?
4: Of course I just don't think Celtic they, they didn't um, although they had lots of lots of possession they never they never created an awful lot you know, the Livingston goalkeeper didn't really have a save to make. Which, mm. how many times can you say, you know, Celtic got 90 minutes at Celtic Park. Yeah. You know, they don't work the goalkeeper. Obviously, it was only the penalty. Yakamakis uh, missing the penalty. Um, and I think it was Fitzwater actually which headed one off the line where they defended really well, Livingston. But, um, you know, overall, uh, you, you've I think they, they made a lot of changes from the game against Hibs on Wednesday night. You know, uh, they changed... Johnson didn't play. Abada came back in. Um, Kyogo didn't play. They played with Jakimakis. The fact was as well, um, Tom Rogic was enforced and Beaton comes in. So I don't really know, obviously, why they 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 change a winning team. Having gone to a difficult place like Easter Road and won mm-hmm. very well, 3-1 midweek. And then you take his centre forward out. And then you take Mikey Johnson, who's got loads of legs. He's just come into the team, you know, and... I don't know about you, Kenny, but I just feel with with when a team wins, the players want to play again. You want to play the next game, and I know he wants Jakimakis Jack- uh, to go and carry on and add to his goal So that's maybe why he took the penalty, although he's the designated penalty taker for the club. Apparently,
3: um, John, yep. yeah, apparently, apparently yeah.
4: <laughs> but um, as I said, I think they had um, they changed they changed the team. And uh, if I'm Kyogo and I've got nine goals in eleven or twelve games, I want to keep playing. I want to keep dispatching every week. I don't want to sit on a bench. There was enough time between Saturday afternoon, uh, Saturday three o'clock, and Thursday night when they go to Ferenc Varos to get you get your rest and get your recovery. So listen, I don't. You know that, that's that's why Ange um, Postecoglou picks the team, which is prerogative. But I just think maybe keep the same team. I'm 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 a, a sickler for why change a winning team?
2: I don't think we've ever had as many goals in the Go Radio Football Show studio, uh, to be honest. This, this could be an old comers record. Uh, last time you were in, Kenny, you managed to talk us through all your Scotland goals. Don't ask me to do uh, the other no, ones. No no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Um, so how many is it? How, career goals, how many? I think 286, club and country. 286.
4: Yes. John? Oh, just, just over 200, I think, but... My at the Is that highest including level? your international no, we're ones. Not at the highest level, I'm not sure they all come at the highest level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
3: did play till I was 52, ago, John. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: that's
2: that's yeah. that certainly loaded mm-hmm. up the total. But what a strike force in the studio, Kenny Miller, and John Hartson talking club football, talking international football as well. Join the discussion if you fancy 0808 17, 17 700. Text go in your message to 87474 on the socials. At Go Football Show. Stevie Clark naming his Scotland squad today for those upcoming internationals. Away to Moldova, the match which could, if Scotland win it, uh, put us in the playoffs for certain, uh, leading hopefully towards World Cup qualification. Then it's the home game um, against sold out Hamden against Denmark. Uh, will Scotland require something from that, maybe to be seeded in the playoffs? We'll wait and see. It's going to be a tough one anyway against a team who I don't think have conceded a goal yet, far less a point. In qualification. So here's the Scotland squad. Xander Clark is back in, uh, having been left out last time. I think it was going to be difficult for Stevie Clark to leave him out this time on the back of his performance at the weekend. Craig Gordon is the man in possession, of course. John McLaughlin, the third keeper. So Liam Kelly misses out. Liam Cooper uh, defensively. Grant Hanley, Jack Hendry, Scott McKenna, Stephen O'Donnell, Nathan Patterson, Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney, who hopefully is going to be fit. In the midfield, Stuart Armstrong, Lewis Ferguson got his sixth goal. Uh, of the season for Aberdeen at the weekend. Billy Gilmore not getting games at Norwich, but uh, in the squad for Scotland and presumably in the team for Scotland. John McGinn, Callum McGregor, Kenny McLean, Scott McTominay, David Turnbull. Those are the midfielders. Uh, Che Adams, uh, Jacob Brown is the new name in the squad of Stoke City. Ryan Christie, Lyndon Dykes, Ryan Fraser and... Kevin Nisbet, so uh, Stevie Clark uh, being pretty much Stevie Clark there, you would say, Kenny, um, all about continuity. The one name that screams out is is the new boy, Jacob Brown, about whom uh, we're starting to know a little bit more than we did with the help of Google. Um, but other than that, it's pretty much as you were, isn't it?
3: Absolutely, and I think why not? Uh, the, the squad's in a really good place. I think that continuity brings that... The togetherness and that tightness of squad which are Steve and all the players, have alluded to over the last five six months. Uh, two no great performances in in, in the last in, in the last get together there, but two wins got the job done. Put us in a fantastic position to go and get, get the three points next Friday and uh, and secure that secure that second spot. It would be a uh, Big achievement and a real opportunity to go and obviously break the long ducky. No reaching the World Cup now. Yeah. We've done the Euros. Yeah. So it's, it's now one of the World Cup.
2: Yeah, we certainly don't want it to be a one-hit wonder. Having made it to the Euros, um, so obviously Stevie Clark at his media conference today has been asked uh, particularly all about Jacob Brown, a new name for us, but not necessarily a new name to him. Jacob's been on. He's been on the radar
6: for quite a while here with the Scottish FA. He almost got an under-21 call-up just before COVID hit. So he's, he's a young man that's been on the radar a while. He's moved from Barnsley to Stoke. He's done really well at Stoke. Playing as a striker. I see he's mentioned a few places as a winger, he's a striker. He's been playing up front in a 3-5-2. He can play as a lone striker. He's quick direct and uh, he's caught my eye. He's got four goals, four assists in the Championship this year. Uh, and I, I know that's a tough league. So it's just a chance to put Jacob in the squad and, and hopefully he does well for us.
2: How do you get hold of somebody like Jacob Brown?
6: Contacts, a little bit of luck really, finding out that, that Jacob had a, a mum born in Glasgow, uh, Rob Royston I believe. And it's just it's word of mouth really, uh, so, some agents will phone you and tell you that their players have got Scottish parentage or, or Scottish grandparents. and It's just a, it's just a process like that, it's, it's actually quite difficult unless you've got good contacts and, and agents that, that want to push their players to, to play for your country. So thankfully we came across Jacob and hopefully he does well for us.
2: He came through the Sheffield Wednesday Academy, he was at Barnsley, he was at Chesterfield on loan, he's currently at Stoke. As Stevie Clark said, four goals and four assists in the Championship this season. And Sky Sports Scotland were good enough to uh, put his goals uh, for Stoke um, on the, online for us to have a look at. John, you had a look at them. What do you make of him from what you've seen there?
4: Well, he's got four goals and he's got some assists as well. He, he's he got a couple of good headers, you know, he, he showed a bit of brave, uh, bravery in them. And as Stevie Clark said, it's it's word of mouth, it's it's fishing, it's it's seeing who's available. I think when Vinnie Jones can captain Wales, I think anybody can make themselves available, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, I think Republic of Ireland were one of the first to to get players that weren't Irish uh, but had Irish connections. I remember, you know, uh, Andy Townsend and people that weren't necessarily born and bred in the country. Um, you know, and you can, you can, your your nation can get a great advantage out of that. You know, as long as they're officially, they've got a grand, a grandparent or a, or a cousin, or if they're related in any type of way. I'm not sure if a cousin qualifies, but um, nobody looks a decent player. He looks sharp. And as uh, Kenny said earlier on, Lyndon Dykes is missing for the Moldova away game, and he looks sharp whether or not he gets a game. You don't know. You have still got Kevin Nisbet who's been waiting in the wings mm. there to get a game for Scotland, and you've still got Ryan Fraser who's having a bit of a tough time at Newcastle at the minute. Obviously, where they are in the league, Che Adams will be
2: looking to play that one. Yeah. Yeah, so... And Che Adams has scored in his last two games for Southampton, so that's quite timely uh, from, from his point of view. I think he scored against Chelsea, and then he scored at Watford. He scored the only goal at Watford, Kenny, at the weekend. What
3: a goal that was as well. <laughs> yeah, he's... Terrible. Uh, for me, I've, I've said it all along, He's his work for Scotland has been really, really good up front with Lyndon Dykes, and I felt... The partnership started to blossom a little bit. There's a good understanding between the two of them. She's not quite got the rewards in terms of goals yet, which she's, but his partner has. Mm. So now he's got the chance. There's no doubt, I would imagine, that he'll, the fact, he's in good goal-scoring form at club. He has been doing a good job whilst in the last uh, four or five games up front with London Dykes. So I would expect him to get the nod. Uh, that's who's going to be up with him. Right, because Ryan, well. Ryan Christie's suspended as well. Ryan Christie suspended as well. So again... You're looking at Nisbet potentially. Is there someone else that could go and fill that kind of Ryan Christie role? I'm not sure there is in the squad. So you you might find it it might be a Jacob Brown or a Kevin Nisbet who gets a nod up front with with Shea Adams. So it's... uh, I mean, he could change his system. I know he's 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 went like that four midfielders with maybe an Armstrong, a a John McGinn in behind the one striker. Uh, But I think what we've got at the moment, we've got a a, a system and a, a kind of setup that really, really suits us. So I would like to see us know really stray too far for that so uh, I would like to see one of the other strikers whether it be Jacob Brown uh, or, or Kevin Nisbet get the nod with him.
2: Just one more thing about Jacob Brown you like this bit Kenny because uh, this was his reaction according to Stevie Clark when the Scotland gaffer
6: got in touch he's, he's, He was absolutely buzzing when I, when I called him to tell him he was involved really really excited he's come up the hard way released with Sheffield Wednesday as a young kid and made his way back in through the non-league not a dissimilar journey to the one that she Adams made. So, hopefully, he can do as well for us as she has done. But well done. but he's a good character. He's got. I've got a lot of good references about him, and I look forward to meeting him in person and and, and working with him in the the training pitch.
2: He was asked if um, he'd spoken to Michael O'Neill, uh, his manager at Stoke, to get a reference. Yeah, I've spoken to many people. Michael's
6: one of them. Uh, I've spoken to a lot of people about him. Uh, like I said before, we've been we've been looking at him for a little while. I, I just feel with really, it, Lyndon and Ryan being Ryan Christie being suspended for the first game. It's a chance to bring Jacob into the squad and let him have a look at us and we'll have a look at him.
2: It's what you want to hear, Kenny, isn't it? He's buzzing. He was, you know, just on the end of that phone call. I mean you'll remember, I guess, what it was like when you got your first phone yeah, call I had to say you're, you're... Yeah, on. <laughs> 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 was
3: it carrier pigeon? Yeah, it was, no, I no, said it's an amazing feeling. You know, you get the to get the call up for your country. It's an absolute honor, a privilege. Uh Obviously Jacob Brown getting the nod, it's, it's one of them where why would he not be, you know, it's a chance mm, to be an I know. international I know, footballer, of course it? It course it is, but what it does for you as a player, your profile, obviously he started the season pretty well with Stoke, uh, probably playing up front with, with Steve Fletcher, I would imagine, uh, at some point, so uh, there could be another reference there, obviously, ex-Scotland ex- striker, so yeah, I think what it can do for you as a player. Uh, Getting that international call but it's an opportunity to go and play at the at the top top level and really enhance your career and show people that you're you're capable and how good you actually are. So yeah, I'm sure he's absolutely delighted and, and can't wait to pull the strip on and hopefully get some game time.
4: I think if Stevie Clark can get him capped as well, mm-hmm. uh, I think if he can yeah. get um, uh, Jacob Brown, if he can, it all depends on how the game against against uh, Moldova is panning out. Of course, you know the results in terms of how how can you get him on in some sort of way. Just to keep him keen, just to let him, you know, look forward to the to the game against Denmark. Then, so I think if he can get him capped in any way, or you know, if he can get him on the pitch, uh, I think that that would be um, one thought in Stevie Clark's mind: uh, how can he possibly get him on, just to get him his first cap.
2: Um, Stevie Clark was asked about quite a number of players in the squad as well. well we'll get to that as the show goes on the likes of Billy Gilmore and Nathan Patterson uh, who's not been getting much in the way of game time and uh, as ever he's got a fairly blunt answer to those sort of questions he would a blunt answer to this one as well uh, when he was asked why he'd left out that was a phrase he didn't fancy too much uh, Tony Ralston
6: I didn't leave him out I haven't, I haven't picked Anthony before
2: now I go with the,
6: the two right backs that haven't let me down before
2: yeah, it's, it's Stephen O'Donnell and it's Nathan Patterson competing uh, for that right back, right wing back, uh, more like it uh, position uh, in Moldova. But there is good news for Tony Ralston today because he's got an extended contract, John, at Celtic under contract now till 2025. Reward for an incredible return to prominence, really. Because you know he did so many loan deals, it seemed his career was going to be away from Celtic. But the arrival of Ange Postacoglu and the shortage of right backs yep. has given him a big opportunity and he snapped it up. Well,
4: he's been excellent. I think his attitude coming into the new season, um, being first choice right back in pre-season under the new manager, Ange Postacoglu. He looks fitter. Um, he's up and down the right hand side. He's got himself some goals. He's created goals as well. He's got a new type of position. He doesn't just quite stay out as a as a type of old-fashioned right-back. He'll join in. He goes halfway up the pitch to the halfway line and then he, he plays just inside. So he, he can play as well when the midfield, he can become an extra man in the middle of the park when sadly want to keep the ball. Um, and his attitude has been spot on. And And besides that, though, he's... He's keeping a Croatian right, back, the Croatia right back mm. out of the team. And Juranovic, Juranovic is currently playing left back. So he can be proud of what he's done this season, Andy Ralston. He's become a crowd favourite in terms of his, his, his desire. Every week he's at it, he's added goals. I think he's got four goals yep. this season. Yep. Um, so he's getting himself forward in them positions. He's, he made Jakomakis his goal last week when he just played it inside and Jakomakis got his first goal for the club. So I'm delighted it's well-deserved, his new contract. And he's one that, you know, if other people are looking and they're thinking, I can't get in the team, I'm sent out on loan. He's one that has turned it all around just because of his attitude and his endeavour. And um, credit to him, credit to him and his family, what he's done. And um, it's well-deserved, his new contract.
2: It's a great message, isn't it, Kenny? That one that uh, never give up. Uh, and he hasn't done um, because others would have thought, right, my time here is up. Opportunity came along And he's grabbed it
3: Well the thing about When you're at these big clubs some Sometimes you're too Too quick to move away from them You know like You think oh the grass will be greener You're not getting a game Or whatever And you leave And you have the regrets Tony stuck, stuck it out He's had Loan spells He's come in And listen through Probably a little bit of fortune as well With lackey players There's been a, the, the squad's no doubt In a transition But he's got the jersey he had the jersey at the start of the season and he's kept it and it's a different role again he was a, he, a lot of sticks seemed to be aimed at him at the start of the season as well or how, how's Tony Alston mm. playing in this team how can they well I think he's proved a lot of people wrong you know he's and it's through like John says it's his work ethic it's his endeavour his heart's on his sleeve he gives the club he gives the team everything that he can every single week and he's been awarded with a new contract he was given the jersey he's kept the jersey so it's fair play to him it's fair. and it's a different role he's getting asked to do different things things that he might not be comfortable with like with going inside and, and beat, like creating that overload in the middle of the pitch as well but again you see him he does it by the way he's lost a few goals through it as well he's been pressured in there and he lost the goals in Europe mm-hmm. through uh, through being in that position but by the way he's not hit he's going right back in there the next time as well so yep fair play to him
2: So we're talking club football at a time when COP26 is in Glasgow. Is the climate changing uh, in the Premiership at the moment with Celtic having had that chance to go top and it's Rangers who currently lead now by four. We're also talking Scotland, of course, that squad named today by Stevie Clark, including Jacob Brown of Stoke City uh, for those massive matches upcoming against Moldova and Denmark.
1: The Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more.
2: So was it a big trigger point for Rangers on Sunday? Going one down. Uh, Close on half time, there was still one down. They scored a couple in quick time. And they scored another four in the second half. And it's four points of a lead for them at the top of the Premiership. Would it all have been different had Celtic got the win they wanted on Saturday against Livingston? They missed the penalty, of course. The penalty was saved. It wasn't great, was it, from Yakimakis Late on in the game, it was a chance to turn one point into three. It's all very intriguing. It's a very competitive title race. And there are a hell of a lot of uh, pretty unpredictable scorelines coming Our way. It's Kenny Miller and John Hartson and Rob McLean on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. It is Tuesday. All sorts of uh, European action coming our way. Champions Leagues back in business, and Rangers and Celtic are back in business. Thursday, Rangers in Copenhagen, uh, Celtic are in Budapest. Uh, Let's talk to Gary, a Celtic fan. Hi, Gary. How you doing, Rob? Yeah, very. Hi, Gary. Evening. How were things? What are you thinking? Were you disappointed at the weekend? Obviously you were with that uh, Yakumakis penalty miss.
5: Yeah, I mean, look, look at it, October looked really, really tough for Celtic and when you look at the, some of the results we got, um, you know, some great away wins and, and coupled with home wins and you're thinking just finish off the all the good work against Livingston at home, you know, obviously Livingston beat us early in the season and we were looking for a wee bit of revenge here but it's, it's just frustration because it's, you know, something like 16 shots, in tar- uh, 16 shots in goal, but only two on target. Um, and I know Livy, I, I didn't see the game because it was working, but uh, you know from what I've heard, Livingston were playing with 10 men behind the ball. But I, I don't see that as an excuse. I think you've got, to, you've got to carve at least one opportunity out. And I know when you get the penalty so late on, um, I mean, at, at the time I was saying, why is Juranovic not hitting it? It's two from two and then obviously Andrew comes out after the game and says it was a decision that um, Jackie Marcus was the d- designated penalty taker it was just that he wasn't obviously in the squad when we took the penalties earlier in the season so you've got to dust yourself down and get on mate, kind of thing John you were at the game
4: yeah yeah it was um, it was a strange decision wasn't it um, when Yakamaka stepped up to to hit the penalty when Juranovic was on the pitch um and then they come out Celtic and say that, well, Jakimakis is the designated penalty taker. Normally, Kenny's a striker, normally, if, if you've took a penalty and, and scored, you take the next one. And It's a strange one because Jakimakis hasn't took penalties. He hasn't had one mm. this season for Celtic. And why they would make that change when Juranovic had a
2: 100% record... Um, Does he want his new striker who's just in the door to get in among the goals? Is that well, what that was all about? And if
4: you're a centre forward, you, you know you step up. You want to take the penalty. You think you know you can slot it away. And it's a, all of a sudden then there's two goals in two games for Yakamakis. Um, but listen, I think you've got to go with what what the word is from Celtic. He was the designated penalty taker, and he was the one who was going to step up and take it. But the what I would say as well, Gary, is that. Celtic had 11 or 12 players, including you know the substitutions that that played the 90 minutes for Celtic on the weekend. As you said, they had 16 efforts on goal, two on target. So for 90 minutes, them other 11 or 12 players, they had the opportunity to win the game. Mm. They couldn't win the game. So you can't just label the blame on Yakimakis and some of the reports that, that some of the things that I was seeing that people were saying, you know, hang your head in shame and things like this and. You know, I could name four players now that that missed big penalties. You know, the players have lost World Cups because they John missed. John Hartson? Is John Hartson one of those missed there? missed a penalty in a, in, a, in a cup final. Chris Sutton missed a penalty in a cup final. Alan Thompson, the great Henrik Larsson missed penalties. Now, I think what, what makes it a bit more difficult is that it was last seconds. It was a great opportunity for Sutter to go win five out of five. Um, to keep this momentum going, and it it was such a, a poor penalty, you know the run up was all wrong, the strike was all wrong. Um, so, you know we, we can't just you know it's a great opportunity, of course, you know to go and score the penalty, but you can't just label the blame on Yakamakas, because Celtic had 90 minutes to go and win that game
2: of football yeah absolutely uh, I suppose it's heightened maybe the, the Celtic fans disappointment anger surprise is based as well on the fact that Juranovic his two penalties he, he's looked really good hasn't he from the spot he's looked like there's no way he's missing
3: like he steps up and just strokes in the back of the net I mean the last one he hit was hit with venom it was hit with, at a good height with good power you know like I just, I just wonder as well I mean being the designated penalty taker for me would suggest that you're playing regularly every week John you know he's not been but he, he this, hadn't but hit any other a, penalties he's not yeah. I think it was at his second start from if I'm, if I'm right to say mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. like for me a what happens if the games like previous where he's no been starting you've been getting penalties like and the guy's built up that 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 confidence, that ability to go, by I'll step up twelve yards and I'll put it in the goal. Mm. You know, and he's done it, he's done it twice. I just find it really, really strange a guy who's not started too many games is actually a designated penalty taker. Mm. You know, and you talk about strikers, uh, uh on the field he play, he's got a chance to go and get double figures for the season already. So again, there's that. You know what? They said Is a designated penalty taker? Absolutely no problem. But it was strange to see, and I'm sure everybody at, at Celtic Park, when there was a penalty th- given in the 92nd minute whatever it was that Juranovic is going to step up and put it in the goal well, they're going to win 1-0 we, we'll
4: play devil's advocate for a minute right if if, if um, has taken the ball off Juranovic now we don't know if this has happened got no proof all we're going on is McGregor the captain the manager have said he's the designated penalty taker uh, Yakamakis, if he has taken the ball off Juranovic then he's in the wrong Because Juranovic should be saying, look, I've scored two out of two. The other players then should step up and say, look, allow Juranovic to go and take the penalty. But we are taking it as if Celtic are absolutely right. They're saying that Jakimakis was the designated penalty taker. They have decided on the training ground, they have decided in the dressing room with the manager amongst themselves that Jakimakis is the penalty taker. Then he's totally within his rights to go and take that penalty. But... If that, that conversation hasn't happened, for instance, and they're just saying that Yakamakis is the penalty taker because he stepped up and took it, then Jovanovic has got to be bolder in that situation and say, hold on a minute, I've scored my last two, pal. You know? It's like a, the cup final for me, Rob. Henrik Larsson, when I missed that penalty against Rangers in the League Cup final, Henrik Larsson, we'd played three or four games prior to that final. And I Henrik had broke his jaw, unfortunately, in... A, in a, in a Europa League game. Uh, in a league game, I think it might have been against Livingston, actually, which kept them out for four or five games. I then became the penalty taker. So I scored two or three penalties. Mm-hmm. We come to the final. We're 2-0 down. Henrik's got us back in the game 2-1 with a diving header. We get a penalty in the 90th minute. Henrik gets the ball and chucks it to me. He says, there you go, pal. He said, you've scored your last two... While I've been out of the team, right. what I should have done was chucked it back <laughs> in and said, no, you, you take it. So I stick it an inch or two past Kloss's right hand post yeah. and Kloss dives to his left. So unfortunately for me, a major, major disappointment. Last, last kick of the game, I think we'd have made it 2-2, come back from 2-0, we take it into extra time, blah, blah, blah. But that's what... You know, Henrik was the penalty taker, but what he said, what he did was, he was the ultimate professional. He said, "Well, you've scored the last two or three pens while I've been out of the team. You take it."
2: You know? I like that picture of you chucking it back to him. That would that would have been good. And then Henrik throwing <laughs> it back to John. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> what do um, you think,
5: Gary? I I just think I I wouldn't agree with any of the uh, you know the the slating that that Jackie Marcus is getting. I mean, all strikers, as you say, all strikers are all players have bad days on for the mm. penalty spot. Um, I wasn't a fan of the penalty run up. I, no. I don't like players that, that kinda of stuttering. And, and listen, if you're gonna do that, make sure you put it in the corner. You know, don't kinda of hit it. It was sort of middle middle to, to left or middle to right. So it's just it's a poor penalty at the end of the day. But um at the end of the day, just, just touching on that penalty you, you missed. would not be too hard on yourself. I think you were if I'm remembering Correctly, you were about a week on side and got a goal disallowed. Well
4: said,
3: pal. Uh, well said, Miles was offside of us. You've by <laughs> night then, <Kenny>. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take Kenny? Did you take many penalties? Ah, I missed loads. I, loads, mm. missed mm. loads, missed one in uh, in the Carling Cup final when I was at Cardiff. Uh, missed big ones, I think. And uh, uh,
4: I, I think I was jumping wrong when everyone when he
3: missed that yeah. one to Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, missed one. Actually, missed one for Celtic when we. Play against Falkirk in, in a penalty shoot as well, and that I think uh, at that point it was was it one of the last ones. No, you know what? I always went up early. I always said I'll go up first. So see if I miss mm. it's not the it's not the big miss. Mm. But uh, no, missed yeah, missed missed games. Uh, missed a few for Rangers as well. Uh, yeah, rules, yeah, missed penalties. Mm-hmm. That's it. Be the best players in the world miss penalties, but I think it's we're only talking about all these things now, obviously, because he missed. If he went if he went up and wrapped in mm-hmm. the top corner, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be worrying about yep. who the designated penalty no. is, why he's not taking it, why he not taking it. We wouldn't be talking about run ups as well. You'd be saying how cool he was that he went and slotted in the other corner. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the fact of the matter is when you miss penalties, you're really, really scrutinized, particularly in the 92nd minute when you've got a chance to go and, like you say, turn 1.93 you're in a big, big moment as well. Put your team top of the league,
2: and actually, I mean, Gary. The other question is, how much does it matter? You know, do, do you th- does that strike you as a big weekend, a crucial weekend, a turning point, with still 26 league games to go, or do you look at the big picture and you think, going into that game, Celtic had won five on the bounds including the Europa win against Ferencváros. So actually, um, it's been a really good run of results and a good run of form.
5: Yeah, I still think it's we're in a decent place um, from where we were when. They were missing, like, to Callum McGregor and Kyogo, But um, it just feels like it's almost like, um, you know, one step forward, two steps back, because you've got a chance to, to go top of the league for the first time this season mm. um, and put pressure on Rangers on the Sunday. Now, um, in my opinion, I thought Rangers would blow Motherwell away because of the result midweek with Aberdeen. I thought they'd definitely get a reaction out of the team. I didn't expect as much as 6-1. But, um, you know, I, I think that's that's just... Uh, that's just it's just one of those games and, uh, like everything they were touching was going in. It was one way traffic for, for long spells. But we but we need to be more clinical and we need to stop leaking um, stupid goals from defence. We're still we're still doing it. We've done it at Hibs even though they were so dominant for large parts of the game.
4: Gary, I think I think Rangers will probably say it's the best performance of the season and nobody would argue with that on Sunday. They will also say they've had a, a relatively slow part of the season considering they came out Absolutely firing last season. Obviously went into a lead, um, and then they just they just blitzed um, Celtic over the the twenty five points, winning the league. But I think what we have to be aware of as well, Gary, is that we, we are still in a little bit of transition. We have a new manager. You know, yeah. there's lots of, lot, you know, our, we lost our captain, we, we lost our best defender, we lost our, our best centre forward. A re, you know a midfield player Ryan Christie, he wasn't quite that his best. But if you look at Celtic, we've had to bring in the new goalkeeper, two new centre halves, you know, two wingers, two forwards. So we we are still building. Uh, I I still think, in terms of the position on the weekend, the the thought of Celtic, the way that they've gone in the last sort of four or five games, the opportunity to go top of the league, I think is 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 a huge bonus, and I think it's a huge credit to our Rangers settled in with the players and how the players have settled in and some of the really good performances that they've shown um, against the Rangers team that, that should be in the ascendancy um, and at this moment in time just the fact that we were able to get within a win of going top of the league after what, 10 or 11 games I don't think people should be getting carried away I don't, I don't think people should be thinking well, you know, it's all over and we've got to do this we've got to do that I think we're doing perfectly fine as Kenny just said there if Magus scores the penalty all of a sudden yeah. and you know big players you can miss penalties. Yeah, you're, you're
2: talking about players that Celtic have been missing in recent times as well. I'm just wondering how big a miss at the moment for Celtic is Tom Rogic Gary because of what he's been doing?
5: Yeah I think when you look at um, his performances I think Ange has, has revitalised them um, and when, when you look at especially the Hibs game I thought it was I thought when he went off injured, um, you know, I thought that changed the game in terms of where it was heading because Celtic were really dominant, even though Hibs had got the goal back before half time. I think if Rogic had stayed on the park, it could have been five, six, one um, by the end of the game kind of thing. But we just seem to do what we always do when we lose a goal. Um, and I've seen it in Europe and I've seen it in the league where we were comfortable and then we lose a goal and then the whole shape in the whole formation and everybody doesn't know what they're doing and you know, we we start panicking with the ball kind of thing.
4: Do you think do you think we should be ch- chopping and changing the team, Gary? As much as you know, when you go to Hibbs and you have a really good win, um, why why not keep that same team? If you're Kyogo and think, you you've scored and you're Mikey Johnson, you've been out for a while, but you're looking sharp, you're in, you've had an excellent game. As a player, I know how, how I felt. I wanted to play. I wanted yeah. to play every game.
2: What do you think, Gary?
5: Yeah, I think I think he'll go, obviously is is a, a an infectious player. He wants to play every game. Um, from what I have seen at Easter Road, I think he maybe picked up a slight knock. It was kind of hobbling um, towards the end of the game, and and I, I just think maybe it's been a wee bit of protection for him because obviously we lost him for a few weeks. It's maybe just he, he's so vital to the team in terms of how we play and how we how we win games. I think it's more wrapped him in cotton wool thinking no underestimate in Livingston it's, a, it's, it's kinda, a big game though it's a big game Gary oh it's a massive it's a massive game but so leave um, and obviously, and ob- obviously he he felt that Yakimakis could could do the damage or enough damage at least um, for me I, I probably would have played Kyogo from the start but I understand why mm-hmm. he benched him and maybe um, felt like he, he didn't really want to bring him on if he didn't have to um, but I, as I say I just think it was a wee bit of a niggle there, he seemed to be limping a wee bit um, towards the end of the game and, and during the week. So, I, I think he's maybe just wrapping him in cotton will. But, but in terms of um, niggling with the team, I, I, I wouldn't be changing it and definitely wouldn't be changing the defence. I mean, Joe Hart's been a breath of fresh air. Do so, you know I mean? I think he's top of the clean sheets yeah. list. And, and I think a lot of that's down to a, a kind of settled defence, I suppose you would call it. I know there's been a few. Um, players picked out here and there and then swapped around so yeah. I think we need to get a, a settled back for um, then the keeper and and then you build from there you know in middle to front I think we're okay
2: Gary good to hear from you cheers Gary cheers, cheers Gary all the best
1: the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more
7: let's go, go.
2: The football talking just doesn't stop even during the commercial breaks uh, on this show and sometimes we're back on air and we don't even know it. Kenny Miller, John Hartson and Rob McLean. What a bundle of goals we've got between us. Modesty forbids me mentioning my goal scoring uh, prowess. uh, But certainly these two, uh, between them, well the best part of 500 goals. uh,
4: I would have put put another £4 million on Kenny's head if he'd played with me. Yeah.
2: Well, I played with Bellamy. Could, there, could I, this have
4: been a partnership? I played with Bellamy. I played with Ian Wright. Kenny was similar. He'd make a bad flick on into a good one. He would get on to things. Mm. Yeah. Would his mobility possibly have assisted you? Um... Well, I was through the middle. With mm. Wales, it was gigs on the left, me through the middle, Bellamy on the right. Be a little bit of lack of pace through the middle. But. You know, that's
3: what I Made would. Made up state. for it in wide areas in there too. That's for sure. Yeah,
4: I would occupy that that 18-yard
3: box. You know, yeah. Kenny in and around me. I was waiting
2: for a response from you there for oh, that absolutely. offer offer
3: of a partnership
2: there from uh, Mr. Absolutely, it
3: would, I think it would have worked pretty well. Good uh, for little man, big man type uh, mm. combination. Yeah. Targeting mobility. I think it's uh, yeah, it's got a bit of everything.
2: Well, it's certainly a good partnership uh, on the show at the moment, uh, Kenny. And John talking football between now and seven. Feel free to get yourself involved. 0808 1717 700. Gary was on just before the break there talking Celtic. Uh, What we're going to be watching tonight on TV, I wonder, Champions League tonight, Dinamo Kiev against Barcelona, Bayern against Benfica, uh, Atalanta at home to Manchester United, Villarreal play young boys, uh, Wolfsburg already a goal up against RB Salzburg, Sevilla against Lille, uh, Chelsea are playing at the moment maybe try and get that on the telly actually in here Malmo nil Chelsea nil after just a few minutes and uh, Juventus against Zenit are you going to be watching some Champions League John, Tonight, Atalanta,
4: Man United sounds sounds the game for me you think United have bounced back with two great results There were two
2: down at Old Trafford weren't they to Atalanta yeah, they
4: were yeah and then the great Ronaldo but um, Atalanta at home that's a tough one for United tonight
2: uh, any of those games tickle your fancy once you uh,
3: really, pick, pick up yeah, your daughter from yeah, her dance class? Really interesting, Atlanta Man United, to see how man you go. Obviously, they've been under a lot of pressure since the 5 0 defeat. Uh, they've bounced back since. We had a really good win at the weekend over Spurs. So, uh, yeah, interesting that. Also, having a weird look at Barcelona to see how they're getting on there. They're known a great place at the moment as well. So, it'll be interesting to see how they go in Kiev. I
4: bet Ronaldo, I bet Ronaldo starts. Yeah. And,
2: and play your best team.
3: Absolutely. All the time. That's,
4: that's
2: always been your motto um, certainly in this show anyway um, <laughs> Kenny mentioned Spurs there John and Antonio Conte uh, no surprise confirmed today appointed as the new head coach at Tottenham Nuno Espirito Santo mm-hmm. uh, didn't last too long four months and 17 games was that just a bad idea right from the start?
4: Well I think they went for um, Conte in the summer but um, I think he, he looked at uh, the Spurs job and uh and maybe he thought that that particular time, you know, he looked at it, he looked at the budget, he looked at the Kane situation, would he stay, would he go? Um, and he never, he decided not to take it. But now, obviously, 10 weeks in, whatever it is, he's decided to take the Spurs job. Fantastic manager, you know, one thing's at Inter Milan, um, one thing's at Chelsea. So, you know, he comes, he comes very much um, proven, and it's a good appointment for Spurs, you always feel um, for Espirito Santo, the uh, the ex-Wolves man, you always feel for them when they lose their job, but they get healthy payoffs these days. But um, Great beard. <laughs> great hair as well, Conte, you see him 10 years ago, he's bald as a cook.
2: No, I meant uh, Espirito Santo, yep. one, one of the great beards. Upside of, down, hair, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I guess, Kenny, for, for Antonio Conte, one of his big jobs right away is to reactivate Harry Kane. You know, like it's a, it's
3: a it's a, big appointment. It really is. It's uh, one of the top managers. I'm just wondering if maybe even the situation with Man United, there's maybe four Stornaum and thinking if Man United were to act, do they then go and get Conte or do we act first and, and then move in? Because as much as on the face of it, it might not have been an appointment that the Spurs fans would have looked at and thought, oh yeah, we're getting Nuno for if, if Wolves. And the his kind of way he's playing might not have got the, the Spurs fans excited it's probably still not a lot of time to be given and be judged over over what he's done so far. So I definitely think the fact that Conte is there and available and that he might have been swooped up might have been part of the reason that they've acted.
2: It's a big week of European football, isn't it? Uh, I might be heading to Copenhagen tomorrow. John is heading to Budapest to watch Celtic. Uh, Do you think that having got that big win against Ferenc Varos, they can do the double over in Hungary, John?
4: If They played to the level that they did at Celtic Park on that, um, was it Tuesday afternoon? It a was a couple of weeks ago, yep. yeah. Um, where uh, they were very good, they you know, they um, they were on the front foot, they scored two good goals. Um, they limited Ferenc Farros to any really. I think they went close once in the first half, but Salah will go there knowing that they can create chances. I think they might have to weather a little bit of a storm early on because that as, as will feel at home in Budapest, they can get something against Celtic. Um, but no, I, I think if Celtic go back-to-back wins and all of a sudden then you've got Real Betis to come at Celtic Park, also they go to Bayern Leverkusen at, at the end of November, that'll be an extremely difficult game. We saw a good day, we're um, beating Celtic 4-0 at Celtic Park. But um, if Celtic can go and get the win and then obviously look forward to that under the lights at Celtic Park, uh, against uh, Real Betis then, um, and then who knows if they can finish with nine points they can put themselves
2: back back in the frame But the complexion definitely changed didn't it after uh, getting those first three points on the board as it did for Rangers against Bromby as well and I think both, game, both games were 2-0 Kenny but both games looked 2-0 te- and a fair bit more in terms of difference between the teams Will Rangers be confident that uh, they can come back with another three points from Copenhagen?
3: Like Celtic I think they should be uh, they've, they've been dominant in, in, the, in the performance at home uh, against Ferenc Varos and Brombury, uh, respectively. So, Rangers, yep, they'll be going there, they controlled the game. They were very, n- never really in any trouble. 2 no. 0, uh, comfortable win. Both teams in a similar situation, you look at Rangers, the fact if Leon can beat uh, Sparta Prague and, and Rangers can go and back that one up with another one, it does put them right back in contention to actually qualify, so it's a, it's a big opportunity for both clubs. Rangers, for me, will go there fully confidence off the back, of putting six past Mullerwell on Sunday and obviously being so dominant against Bromby 10 days ago, so yeah, no uh, no surprise if they go there and follow that up with another three points.
2: Does Fashion Sakala
3: start? In Denmark, a, you know, it would be a big, big decision to leave them out. You know, some managers look at th- look at games, and will already have their team packed. You know, and sometimes, if you're resting players and someone comes in and scores a hat trick, <laughs> you you leave that. You, you've got a problem there. But the fact that they maybe hadn't been firing as, as much as what the fans, the players, the staff would have been liked would have liked. I would expect him to get the nod. I think when you when you score a hat trick and you bring an energy to the team, I think he just gives you something different, something that maybe Rangers have been missing over the over the course of the over the course of the season. I mean, again, you don't want to get carried away. It's been one game and a very, very dominant performance by the maybe the team. But if you score a hat trick and get left out, I'm I'm sure he would be it would be disappointing, you know. So it'll be I would expect him to start probably up front with Alfredo Morelos probably Fashions of Calibre off the could, left. Could it be exactly the same team as Sunday, potentially? You know, I like the look of the team. Mm-hmm. I did. I like the look of the team. I think the back uh, the back four will, will be the same, I would imagine. For me, Steve Davis, when he came back into the team at the weekend, he's, he's such a common influence and controlling figure within that team. I would expect him to play Glenn Kamara, Joe Aribo, Scott. You know, I, the only the only thing I could maybe look at potentially changing would maybe be Yanis Hadji. Mm. On one of the sides. And again, mm. for me, that would probably mean that Fashion Chicago would get left out, or maybe Scott Arfield. But it was that good a performance. I wouldn't be surprised if he says, On you just go, guys, away oh, you just go again. Ken- That's a one.
0: Kenny Miller and John Hartson talking football. fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more.
2: Let's go! Go! go. Yeah, into the second hour we go on the day that Stevie Clark named his latest Scotland squad... Xander Clark, Craig Gordon, John McLaughlin, the goalkeepers defensively, Liam Cooper, Grant Hanley, Jack Henry, Scott McKenna, Stephen O'Donnell, Nathan Patterson, Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney, in the midfield, Stuart Armstrong, Lewis Ferguson, Billy Gilmore, John McGinn, Callum McGregor, Kenny McLean, Scott McTominay, David Turnbull, and in terms of strikers, Che Adams, Ryan Christie, Lyndon Dykes, Ryan Fraser, Kevin Nisbet, And Jacob Brown, yes, Jacob Brown of Stoke City, 23 years old, came through the Sheffield Wednesday Academy. He was at Barnsley. He was on loan at Chesterfield. Four goals and four assists in the English Championship for Stoke City this season. According to Stevie Clark, his mum comes from Rob Royston. Who knew? Uh, But he is in the squad for those upcoming games. Massive match against Moldova away from home. A win there in Scotland or in the playoffs. And of course, the home game... Against a sold-out um, against Denmark, I should say the group leaders, runaway group leaders at sold-out Hamden. So Rob McLean, Kenny Miller, John Hartson, in the studio, and we've got Ryan with us. I'm uh, delighted to say hi, Ryan.
8: Hi, how you? How are you doing?
2: Yeah, hi, well, thanks. Uh, St Johnston fan, and of course uh, delighted that uh, your man is back in the squad, Ryan.
8: Absolutely. deserved. Should never have been dropped in the
2: first place. Did you think it was a strange decision last squad?
8: I think so, yeah. I mean, he was still playing. He was still doing what he was doing best. He never, in my opinion, he hadn't dropped his form. And I think maybe that's just maybe the last drop has maybe just made him say, well, maybe got to go one step further, one level up. And I think he absolutely
2: done that on Saturday. That was unreal. Well, on your behalf, we've asked the national coach and here's his answer. I think we
6: had them both in the the squad in September, both Liam and Xander. They both did well. I had to make a difficult decision last month. I went for Liam. Uh, (coughs) This month I've gone for Xander. It gives myself and and Chris Woods a chance to look at two goalkeepers who are are probably the up-and-coming underneath the, the sort of older bunch I've got, if you like. Uh, so it's, a, it's just another chance to look at Xander. He's for, his form for his club's been good recently. He deserves his place in the
2: squad. His form's been good for his club. I think that's maybe the understatement of the the day from Stevie Clark. Ryan, uh, uh, how was that answer for you? Did that explain it?
8: Yeah, I, I suppose. So, but it's a wee bit annoying as well that he says um, uh, upcoming because Xander's been on as 29 now, so he's mm-hmm. not he's not up and coming. He's been he's been around for a while now, playing at the top flight putting in performances and he's growing. You know, his Barry Barry likes to say he likes when the young ones go out and loan and do that and he done that mm-hmm. before he got his chance because Alan Manis was number one at the time. So he's, he's he's really earned it right to the to where he is now. So good good on him.
2: And his display Kenny at Tanadice at the weekend was something special, wasn't it?
3: Some of the saves were outstanding. Again, I'm looking at, and if I was the, a striker for Dundee United, I would be thinking I should be scoring a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we had. I think there was a double save, a triple save at one point. He was it was right on his game. Things, Xander, he has been. He's been. He's been over the course and distance. Uh, actually, played golf with him a couple of weeks back, and I wasn't even aware he'd been at St Johnston all his career. Mm-hmm. Been right through. He's been right through. He's got so many appearances there. How's now How's his golf? His golf was poor on the day, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, but no, great lad, uh, really good goalkeeper. Again, I agree, agree with Ryan. He's not up and coming, he's 29 years old. He has been about, but uh, in terms of goalkeeper, he's still relatively young. And it's uh, between him and Liam, you know, that's like I mean, I'm a big, big fan of Liam Kelly. I've played with him uh, as a boy when he was coming through to Rangers. I had him at Livingston as well, a good friend of mine. And again, I'm disappointed for Liam that he's not in it. But if it's if it's between the two at the moment, again I think it's a it's a toss up between the two. Uh, so I mean, it's a good problem we have. Uh, obviously, Craig Gone's got the jersey at the moment. Mm. If you're looking at some point, Craig's going obviously he's going to hang the gloves up. Then I think we've got definitely two or three goalkeepers behind him. Uh, that can definitely step into his shoes
2: Yeah and John there has to be a succession plan doesn't there we all hope that Craig Gordon mm. uh, can go on to play till he's 40 and maybe a little bit longer than that even because goalkeepers sometimes do that yeah. and, and and he had time out I guess he, 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 he saved a bit of mileage when he barely played for, for two or three years. Um but there has to be a backup plan and clearly Xander Clark and, and Liam Kelly are very much on the well, absolutely. On, on, in, in Stevie Clark's mind.
4: You look at Xander Clark, and you look at the success St Johnson have had, you know, in the two cups, uh winning two cups last mm. season and, you know, Callum Davidson obviously believes him. Um and to win cups you you need to have a, a good goalkeeper, you know, to finish top six finishes and you know, a goalkeeper get you up the league, wins you trophies. And obviously, he makes big saves at big time. So, um no, delighted for him. I don't know the lad we've had him on here a couple of times. Actually, mm. he speaks very well, Zander Clark. But I don't know him personally, but um good luck to him because he's uh, left out. You, you haven't
2: those... un, played goal for them, no? Not
4: yet, no. Not yet. <laughs> but um
2: he no, to go, he that he re- before that he, he, he,
4: he was left out. <laughs> of the last squad but he's not got his, He's not lot, let it get to him and uh, Steve Clark would obviously have spoken to him and he's back in he's back in now for this one so um, you know he'll want to feature as well at some stage
2: What do you make Ryan of the rest of the squad?
8: Yeah great, great choice um, I was a bit taken back when the the young Stoke boy got called up I actually thought that maybe Johnny Russell or the boy Stuart for Sunderland mm-hmm. might have got a shout because yeah. they're they're bang on form as well but we went for the young lad and we've just got to hope that he can maybe produce on the night if he gets a start. So yeah. a bit, I would I would like to ask John and Kenny about that. Like if you were in that situation, because you were two are strikers, who would you have gone for? <laughs>
2: Oh, Scotland! Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think. The, I mean, I think that, you know, as as Ryan says, I think the names that would be bandied about. I mean, Tony Watt was a was quite a popular shout I to think, to, I, to get I th- in.
3: I think Eamon Brophy as well. He's been yeah. in the setup, you know. Steve Clark's worked with him as well, mm-hmm. I thought, and he's in decent goal scoring form as well. So it was another one that was that was mentioned. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was again Stuart at Sunderland mm-hmm. as well. All these guys are, are names that we're probably familiar with and we went for the one that, that yeah. we don't know, you know. But
2: I think he's got, got 11, a, 11 and 17 maybe this season uh, for, for Sunderland, Ross yeah. Stewart. And so those it, are good numbers. Good
3: numbers. Tony Watts' numbers are good if you look at Mullerwell and how, how they're playing at the moment and Again, you see the game—not just a game at the weekend. It's how they're going to actually score goals. And for Tony, I've got eight goals as well. I know a few of them are penalties, but you still need to put them away, as we have seen at Celtic Park on, on Saturday. So he's got—he's in good form as well. So I think any one of them would have been would have been fair. Again, Lyndon Dykes is going to come back into the into the fold for the second game. Yeah. So it's uh, it's something again. You're talking about succession plans. They've went for a younger a younger striker. Bring them in, let them uh, get about the squad. See if we train. See if we. And integrates with the boys uh, and he could be one for the future
2: Has it all gone for Johnny Russell do you think? I, mean, I think he's maybe 31 now Johnny you know, Russell but, but scoring a lot of goals in the MLS and obviously he faded out of the picture um, during lockdown and, and during Covid where,
3: where he couldn't actually travel Johnny's a wonderful player like you're talking about now looking at the who will play up front with Shea Adams again assuming that Shea Adams gets the nod and you think that's Ryan Christie's kind of role that he had against the Pharaohs well, Johnny Russell's one that could do that role I mean, Johnny Russell came through as a young striker at Dundee United he's now kind of developing more into a, into a winger when he was at Derby I think and now he's he's at the top of his game I just wonder if, if Johnny's maybe made a decision that the fact he is in the MLS similar to what I was when I, when I retired that he may not want to keep coming back and forward uh, it's, it's, it's a lot on the body the, the travelling definitely takes out of you but if he's available then absolutely he's probably one that should have came into the reckoning Well What about a, a James Forrest yeah, well, I, I
4: I
2: wondered whether he might be in the squad today he's been, because he's, he's been on been the way while, back.
4: But yeah. he came on at the weekend. There's yeah. other players in there. You know, you look at Billy Gilmore. He's not playing for Norwich at the minute. No. There's one or two others that are not playing regular for their yeah, clubs. Yeah. <coughs> you would, you would have not, to think,
2: John, that that, that, was, that would have been a conversation that, that Stevie Clark probably had well, with, with Ange you, Postacoglu about yeah, m- James Forrest. Maybe, maybe
4: yeah, because Celtic have worked so hard to get him back and maybe the last thing you need is to let him go with the international team and maybe get, you know sort of break down if you like so then when he comes back from Scotland but on the other the plus side of that is you could let him go and he could be training regular with the team and the national team again and feel a part mm. of it because he's, he's yeah. played he's played a role by the way James Forrest Oph. with Patrick against Israel a oh, few yeah. seasons
2: ago and so he's been a big player for he, them he's been a bit of a lucky charm for Scotland at times hasn't he um and and you kind of uh, he's going to be a big player to come back in if if Scotland can get this done get into the playoffs hopefully James Forrest will be back by that point, Kenny. Massive uh, miss. And that, and that that gives us, you know, that really increases the attacking options, doesn't it?
3: He's a, he's a massive miss, both for club and country. You know, I said earlier, he's a better team, the Celtic are a better team if James Forrest is in it. Scotland, the form, the, the running form that he went through was was outrageous. Uh, goal, scoring, assists, mm. just playing at the top of his game. So, Again, brilliant player to get back. Probably just too soon for him. Like John says, I think the main his main concern will be get back fully fit, get back in that Celtic team, get helping his team uh, to victories in the league and domestically and on Europe. And then he can he can work. There's no doubt he'll work his way back into the squad. He's a, he's a big, big player for us. He's one that would probably give Steve a few headaches in regards to how the system actually works at the moment. It would be where James Forrest fits into that system.
2: Ryan, get your thoughts in a second about Billy Gilmore. This was TV yeah. Clark said today uh, about the. On loan, Chelsea midfielder who's at Norwich, of course, but currently not playing.
6: I think it was pretty similar to when Billy joined us in the summer for the Euros. He hadn't had much club action. He didn't do too bad at Wembley. Uh, when he joined up in the last camp, he hadn't had too much club action before that one either. So he did all right in those games. So nah, not, not overly concerned.
2: I think that was uh, Don't Worry About It <laughs> from, from, from Stevie <laughs> Clark, wasn't it there, Ryan? Yeah, well, I
8: thought he actually downplayed them there, saying they had a not bad game at Wembley. I thought he was fantastic <laughs> at Wembley. Yeah. I think his tongue was lodging in his cheek at that point, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Definitely. But well, this player, uh, Jacob yeah. Brown,
4: he could come in and all of a sudden he could, he could get an opportunity. Next thing, he gets himself a couple of goals. It's like, little Lyndon Dykes has been the main man the last mm. few games. He's got the big, all important goals, especially against San Marino. He's in the right place at the right time, wasn't he? Patterson, wonderful ball in, he wins you the game. This. Jacob Brown all of a sudden he's at Stoke he's scoring goals he's got a few goals this season he's young he'd be enthusiastic he'd be delighted if he gets a chance and manages to get a couple of goals or an opportunity then he could be a
2: revelation Yeah I mean that's the point isn't it when you're talking about uh, Johnny Russell who's 31 Tony Watt who's probably approaching 30. Um, Eamon Brophy's 25 so he's a different case there's plenty of football in, in front of him but this guy's 23 Jacob Brown at Stoke City he's 23 I mean if, if he cracks it with Scotland Kenny he, he could be uh, in that Scotland squad for the next 10
3: years Absolutely and I've said all along when you were talking about the shape, when Shea Adams got the nod uh, and decided to come play for, for Scotland we, we are not good enough we've not got enough players there that we can turn down opportunities the guys like you say if they've got a a, a parent who's born in Rob Royston, it's like Steve says, or if I've got a grand, a grandparent born in Scotland, we, we've got to look at every every avenue and every possibility we've got, and this could be another one. It could be another one that like you say it's part of the of the squad for years to come.
2: We were t- talking there about uh, Billy Gilmore. Um, this was Stevie Clark <laughs> on the follow up question, which inevitably enough was about Nathan Patterson. I, c-
6: I could just repeat what I've just said about Billy. Uh, Nathan got ninety minutes, I think, between the the September and the October camps and. He didn't do too badly when he played for us in in October as well. So, summer hopefully. I mean Rangers have still got two games before we meet up. Hopefully Nathan will get a little bit more game time before before the squad comes together.
2: He's always pretty understated, isn't he, Stevie Clark? Um, Ryan, do you, is is Nathan Patterson? Is he just now? Is he our first choice right wing back?
8: Yeah, for me, yeah, I think he's an absolute standing player. I think one of probably both more Rangers you've set up for long. I am a Simon Johnson fan, but I think he's probably one of the Star players to come out, maybe since Billy Gilmore. I think he's an absolute cracking player. I think he's got a big future. I think he's just got to keep his head down, do his work, and keep pushing on. The worry I've got with Billy Gilmore and Patterson is if they've got enough playing time in them when they go to the Scotland set ups, they've got enough match sharpness. Because if you know that like, players that are playing all the time, they maybe just got that weak cutting edge. And Maybe mm. Patterson, if they're not and Gilmore isn't, is that going to struggle for us? That's my only worry.
3: All I'd say on that one is, is and I'm going to echo exactly what Steve Clark said. Billy Gilmore has never been a regular at anywhere he's no. been. You know, yeah, he had the first four, five, six games at, at Norwich. They start seeing, but when he gets asked to play, and I've said this on numerous occasions now, the biggest compliment you can give him is when players talk about, "Oh, we need games to get consistencies of performances." He's thrown into Man City games, or Liverpool games, or Everton games when he's at Chelsea. He's thrown into an England game at Wembley. The wee man goes and puts on a man of the match performance. You know, he's, he's right on the money. You know, his, his performance is there. He'll be disappointed he's not playing at the moment. Absolutely. But when he comes away, this might be a, a, bit of, a bit of relief for him to get away from the club's scenario where he's not playing and he's got a chance to go and focus on another huge game for his country, which he loves playing for, and go and put on a performance and just actually show and remind people how actually how good a player he is. Why is he not playing for
2: Norwich? I mean, that that seems to be incredible when you think that how much they're struggling and how much they could do with a player of Billy Kilmore's quality in the midfield. John, how do you explain that one?
4: Well, I, I can't um, unless, you know, unless um, the defeats and, you know, he, he's in that team that is losing. And maybe they've talked him out to give him like a little respite from... The Chelsea want him to get games, don't they? Well, yeah, but he's there for the season. I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you, if, mm. you know, he's... I think, that, I think I think there's word. I think there's word that, I, I there's word that
2: Chelsea might come out of the deal I, in I January think, I if, think he, if he's well. not getting every enough time games.
4: I've seen him play. Every time I've seen him play, he's been outstanding. Yeah. The way that he takes the ball, um, the way that he passes, you know, he he's he's really deliberate with his passing, crisp. Mm. Um, gets on, gets side on. He knows. He looks over his shoulder. He knows mm. when he can have it. He takes it in tight areas. He's brave in possession. Um, so for me, he's an outstanding footballer. He went to Norwich was. A little bit surprised, really, that he went to Norwich. I thought it was always going to be a long, tough season for Norwich. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, he had other options, but you know they would obviously thought Chelsea might have might have thought, well, we need to put him in that type of team to, to to see how he gets on. You know, in in a in a really tough season for Norwich. But then again, um, I'm I'm with you. I'm, I'm like every other Scotsman, probably. I'm, I'm Welsh, but obviously I'm like no, every, we'll, have, we'll have you. Yeah, but every other Scotsman thinking, well, why isn't he playing regular?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean Stevie Clark. Sens not in the least bit concerned uh, about game time um, and you can understand why uh, and the same goes for Nathan Patterson when you consider, I mean, he's never, like, uh, uh, like Billy Gilmer he's, he's never had regular uh, first team football anyway and, and look at that delivery in the Faroes to produce the goal for London
3: Dykes no, again, Nathan, just like Billy, is an outstanding young footballer and he's going to be the Scotland right back, again, with the greatest respect to like Stephen O'Donnells and other guys that are there. Stephen's obviously a little bit older. Uh, but I mean, Stephen might still get the nod. You know, he might still get the nod uh, and, and, and get his place back. But Nathan Patterson will be Rangers right back at, at some point. And if he's not, he will end up moving because he's that good. He needs to be, he deserves to be getting game time. But at Rangers, he needs to dislodge the captain, James Taylor, there and this is I've said this on record many a time also, James Tavernier gives you double figures on goals mm-hmm. and way over double figures on assists every year. Nathan, I guess, good a player he is and he brings different things to the game and, and he'll, he'll, his attributes are slightly different as well, he'll never score the amount of goals is what, is what James Tavernier has. No. So you're taking a lot out of your team. So if Stephen Gerrard decide, and I think at some point he may decide he's got to play, he's that good, he's got to play, well, it's big, big shoes to fill if he takes James Tavernier's place. Ryan, back to
2: St Johnstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are your team heading? Are they heading back into the top six any time now?
8: Uh, well, I hope so. That's win on Saturday, that will build confidence, so we've just got to take one game at a time. And Oh, you sounded like a, a manager. <laughs> <laughs> Big win but on we, Saturday we as either, well. We either, we either have a poor season to start, then we kick on after Christmas, or it's vice versa. So hopefully we can, we can kick on now and get a... Maybe be a to kind of cup that'd be fantastic and get to the final again. So that's another double then? Another
2: double that. for you then. Ah well, I'll
8: go. I've got to, yeah, go to be wishful thinking. Eh? Nothing less than a double <laughs> is
2: good enough. Or or Davidson I mean, must
8: that go. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. Well, I got I got a picture of my two trophies. The two, uh, trophies up at my dammit last week, so I was it. Oh, excellent! That. Uh, don't be milking yeah.
2: it. Don't good. be milking nah. it Jimmy. <laughs> Ryan, good to hear from you. <laughs>
8: Thank you,
2: guys. Have a so nice. All all, all all the best.
1: The Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more.
2: What a strike partnership we've got in the studio tonight. Incredible. Kenny Miller and John Hartson. They both scored goals for fun wherever they were. Um, both top international strikers as well Kenny for Scotland John for Wales Uh, 15 goals I think it was John uh, internationally for you in the red of Wales 18 for Kenny in 69 games and uh, when he was last on the show of course he rhymed them off one by one against who he'd scored them it was a pretty incredible um, memory you've got for, for your goals Kenny Um, And we're talking Scotland of course uh, because Stevie Clark named his squad today for those upcoming games in Moldova and at home to Denmark. Uh, And in true Stevie Clark tradition there weren't too many headlines screaming out of the squad today. Uh, The one uh, far and above everything else was uh, a first call up for Jacob Brown the 23-year-old striker from Stoke City. Uh, whose mum is from Rob Royston, and that qualifies him to come into the group. And it's going to be interesting to see if he is going to be involved at all across uh, those two games. But knowing Stevie Clark, it's going to be all about continu- continuity. The squad certainly is about continuity. And the only other real change of note, and it would have been a major surprise had he not uh, done this, Xander Clark is included after uh, that incredible performance against Dundee United at the weekend. And maybe it was a bit of a mystery. Let's talk to John, actually, Scotland fan. Uh, John is with us as well. Hi, John. Even guys, how are you doing tonight? Hi, John. Hi, John. All well, thanks. Yourself, John, Okay.
7: Yeah, good. Getting excited about the the next game. I know. Obviously, there's a lot to... um... To happen in the next 10 days but you're um, potentially um, getting into a playoff it's an exciting time
2: Was it more of a su- surprise John that Xander Clark was left out last time than the fact he's included this time?
7: Definitely I mean I don't think there was much between him and Liam Keller but I think Xander Clark is the better goalkeeper um, and you know he proved it the weekend again you know where he almost single-handedly um, kept a, um, a clean sheet first and Johnson I mean he was just unbeatable um, and no harm to Liam Keller but I just think um, Clark's the better goalkeeper and um, I'm actually surprised St. John's managed to keep hold him. I thought um, a team down south would have been um, sniffing around him but it's good, also good news for St. John's mm. and then probably good for the Scotland squad that he's still um, playing regularly and playing very
2: well. As long as he's fitting well of course uh, Craig Gordon will be the man. He, he's been the man uh, since David Marshall dropped out of contention because he wasn't getting any football uh, at Derby County, Craig Gordon has
3: been magnificent, hasn't he, for for Scotland, Kenny? It has been for a number of years now. Obviously, he's, he's, fought, he's fought his way back to the number one. Uh, back when I was playing, like an outstanding goalkeeper. You know, we've always had them. You know, we've always had these 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 two, three really really good goal, goalkeepers at the squad. I mean, again, back it was it's Craig Gordon, it was Alan McGregor. You know, like. There's a lot of debate who should play, who shouldn't play, you know. And Craig had it initially, then then Greigsy took it off him. Mean, now obviously Craig was injured and had had a long way back for injuries, but he's fought his way back and he's been he's been outstanding. He, he's he's a top top goalie. It's as simple as that. Yeah, he's getting on and he's uh, I don't know what his goalie now is. he 38, 38, yeah, 38 years now. So he's uh, he is getting on, but his his performances remain at a top top level. I
2: mean, David Marshall, John w- was uh, John Bleasdale, I should say, was was talismanic, wasn't he, for Scotland in the qualification uh, for the Euros? Um, but uh, Craig Gordon's come back in, and at times, both for club and country, I think at the moment he just looks unbeatable.
7: Oh yeah, right. I mean, I think he started the season uh, superbly well. Um, it's just a shame for David Marshall that um, he's also third choice at Derby, but he can't have room for sentiment. Um, so that's why he's also not in the squad. But yeah, Gordon's um, taken over the number one again, and it's almost as if he was never away from where was what um, the 2008 campaign when he was um, probably at his peak um, at that point. But he's he's returned to Scotland um, set up just now. Um, and he's just been superb, and he's been he's been excellent for Hearts. It took two good goals to beat him at the weekend, mind you. But um, but yeah, absolutely solid player hands, and undisputed number one at the moment.
2: Anything you weren't happy with about the squad today, John? Um,
7: no, I mean, I think the squad was was fine. I mean, I felt a wee bit for Tony Watt and uh, Johnny Russell because I thought their form, respective form, merited a call up. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. Um, a bit worried about Kevin Nisbet's form just now because he's only scored two goals this season. It's, um, it's it's a bit worrying when you get London Dykes in and you're wondering who's going to be partnering She Adams, especially with Ryan Christie as well. But, I don't know much about this boy Brian. Um, I text a friend who um who's a Stoke City supporter. Um and he says um he's got a lot of pace and um, maybe a little bit inconsistent but his stats shows he's got four goals and self. So he's obviously um involved a lot in the play and, um, Yeah, um I trust Steve Clark um with his
2: judgment. Four goals and four assists John Hartson.
7: <coughs> yeah, well, um he,
4: he's um uh, deservedly got a call up, hasn't he? Yeah, Steve Clark's been uh talking to so, um Michael O'Neill Michael O'Neill and, and other managers as well that would have Jeffrey Wednesday Barnsley um, but I'd like to ask uh, John uh, a question John um, you know you've got uh, some really good players now I'm looking I'm looking at the Scotland um setup and I'm looking at players at Liverpool players at Arsenal Southampton Celtic Rangers um, Man United Man United you know Bournemouth flying in the Championship and you really are now, you go deep in terms of, you know, a really good team. But are you slightly worried you might play Wales in the playoff? <laughs> I wondered what you were building <laughs> up to there. <laughs> if, um, I am if um,
7: Ramsey and Bale are both fit uh, and <laughs> um, available in non-form. But,
4: yeah, no. It was only a tongue-in-cheek Bale- question, but all joking aside, I think somebody said last week there's a possibility that that might happen.
2: Mm. Might be a shoot wouldn't well, it, for us? would be a
4: shoot-in. It'd be a great it, tour games,
7: wouldn't it? It'd be great, great oh, yeah. tour
4: games, obviously. Um, the Cardiff City Stadium, in Monhamdon Park. We've because-
7: we don't have a good recent record against Wales, so I'd rather mm. avoid that. I'd rather there was a scenario where both Wales and Scotland um, could get to the finals to be better mm-hmm. than Yeah, guess.
2: absolutely. So would I, mate. So mm. would I. But the point the point was a, a good one, wasn't it? Before he veered dangerously off course there, John, um, the, about the clubs. When you look at the, the names in the Scotland squad and then you look at the, the club in brackets afterwards... Um, a lot of top players playing for top teams and, and got to, and to be, say John and,
4: McGinn Aston Villa by the way yeah that's Jones right and, and
2: and very often you know a main player within that top team uh, as well I mean it gives a great encouragement because because John it wasn't always that way
7: yeah it's just better when you've got a team that's um, got players playing for um, some of the, the bigger clubs in England I mean um, you also go years gone by when it was a regular thing but it it did tail off but now you've got guys who are also playing regularly. I mean, John McGinza, um, the star man at Aston Villa just now. Shea Adams has come into form the last couple of games, which is good. Mm. Um, McTominay's been one of the better players at Manchester United, um, despite their up-and-down form this season. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, and obviously Sandy Robertson for years has been superb But Liverpool. Tierney's been good, terrific at Arsenal. I just hope he's fit for next week. That's also a big concern. But hopefully um, he'll be fit. But, yeah, it bodes well for the team and the more good players you get playing at a good level and regularly not just names to sit on the reserves um, you know the better. That's a great point John
4: because I remember going back going back to Wales I was the Scottish show we talked about Scotland but whenever Ryan Giggs used to play for Wales he, he he was at Man United winning Premier Leagues and he just used to make a huge difference to the, the opportunity the possibility of, of Wales winning games you know Giggsie weren't the best trainer in the world but you give him the ball on a match day and he's like he's like remember roadrunner like mm. meet, meet, meet and he just mm. just dribble, dribble and he, he'll just put he get you a goal it's like Gareth Bale now yeah. you know four Champions League winners medals at Real Madrid scored in two finals and he's just a freak of nature you know when, you, when you've when you got that type of player and Scotland have that type of player and John McGinn you have a team you have a Robertson who can get forward and deliver an incredible ball into the box you know um, it does give you that confidence element of when you've got a top player or top players and they turn up, you know, fit and ready to go. As a, as a, as fans, you think to yourself, we have got a great chance of winning now because we have got really good players.
2: And what we want, of course, is, is Scotland just to keep on improving. Uh, and if you keep on improving, then the results are, are going to follow on. And Stevie Clark was making the point, uh, just contrasting... Uh, the last qualification group and, and how Scotland are doing this time around? That
6: was something that I spoke about earlier in the campaign is you want to be, when you get to the last month of qualifying tournament you want to be involved in matches that are significant obviously both these matches are significant so from the, the last qualifying campaign in the, for the Euros uh, where we finished a distant third out of contention quite early in the group it's an improvement and if we can keep improving then that's great for everyone.
2: It's a good point though, Kenny, isn't it? I mean, we sneaked in the back door last time in terms of yeah. qualification. This time, um, it could come through the group and that, and in a way, that's a lot more satisfying, isn't it? Listen,
3: <laughs> to be honest, I don't really care how we get there <laughs> as long as we get there, you know, as long as we're watching Scotland at World Cup. Uh, but yeah, I think the fact that we want to be competitive, you know, the better the team does the better the coefficient becomes, the better opportunities we're getting, like you said, being seedings, pot threes to pot twos or pot fours to pot threes. It gives you that better opportunity. Listen, it's going to be, a, it'll be a tough playoff. Mm. You're going to have two teams, If again, I'm assuming we, we get the result and we get the playoff spot. You're going to that, we're going to have the, the bit between our teeth. We've got the opportunity, but so does the other team, you know, and it's going to be, it'll be a tough game when you're in these playoff scenarios, This these, these kind of home and away games. It's, it is tough, you know, so anything can happen, but it's Far, far better to see us going and competing for these slots than actually, like Steve just says, yeah, a distant third and you find yourself 10, 12 points off with, a, with two, three games to go and you've got to get together. The lads are a wee bit maybe switched off. Now, the fact that they've got the Nations League, you can't really afford to be now because there's, there's places up for grabs. There's other routes to get in there. There's other games to be played. So, yeah, I'm thankful of the Nations League. I just wish that I'd been 10 years ago, that it was born, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <is> exactly, <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, it was interesting today to hear Stevie Clark giving an update on uh, Kieran Tierney's fitness because, of course, uh, he's been missing for Arsenal recently. And we did wonder whether he might be missing for Scotland. I think from this, it sounds uh, reasonably hopeful. So, I
6: haven't spoken to him recently, I've, I've had some feedback. He's he's, he's working, he's, he's injured, uh, he's, he's working on it. Hopefully, he'll, he'll do a bit of training this week and he'll, he'll be fine to join. us
2: does that sound hopeful, John Bleasdale, to you, that uh, that Tierney might be able to make it? Yeah.
7: Yeah, that sounds optimistic. Um, Just need to keep him in cotton wool for the next uh, ten days and get him on that part because um, he's so vital. The the relationship of him and Robertson have have struck out. um, is terrific. Those two make that that system work. um, In my opinion. so yeah, if he can get kept in with for the next week, that would be
2: brilliant. You do want that to continue, John Hartson, don't you? That that bond that they have, yeah. And and they're they're just going to get better and better. You would imagine together in terms of how they dove, dovetail one goes and and one you know one sits in and they're well, interchangeable in well, some good ways. Good
4: players can, can play together. You know they can play in any system. They can play in any sort of uh, formation the manager sets out and. You know the the quality they both play on that left hand side. One can go forward and the other one can maybe just sit in for him, and then they can they can do the opposite. Then um, you know on that left hand side, Tini has been playing. You know the left side centre half and, and and Robertson wider than that, so he can go forward and the the overlaps they do and the interchanging. And you know you wanted to keep going, but. Um, as you say, he's not only uh, teeny; he's massive. You know, there's other players in there as well. McGinn has become a, a, a vital player. Mm. Callum McGregor, you know, is, is a really vital player. Che Adams now as well. Lyndon Dykes was missing, um, but as you say, you know, you, you you possibly will get into a playoff. It's looking good that you will get into a playoff, mm-hmm. and then it's just a case of. You need a bit of luck. Yeah. You need a bit of luck at the right time. And know. a bit of seeding. You know, yep. profit yeah, is going to help. A little penalty decision to go your way or you need your goalkeeper to play. Ah, you know. Don't worry about that. No, things like this. You do need a little bit of luck to qualify mm. for major tournaments. You know, it goes goes without saying. Look what Scotland did to Wales! You know, Joe Jordan handball all them years ago.
2: I'll oh, get Joe over Jordan it. Joe Jordan handball, and, over and it.
4: the referee gave a, the ref gave a penalty for Scotland at Anfield. You Joe need, Jordan handled the ball.
2: You need to move on, John. You need to get put that behind you and forget all about it. Um, let, let's <laughs> pick, let's pick a team for Moldova then. Um, how does this one sound? Craig Gordon and goals, um, McTominay, Hanley, Tierney back three, Patterson and Robertson wing backs. Um, McGregor, Gilmore, and McGinn, Che Adams up front, and then how does that is that okay so far, Kenny? An A and another, yep. Aha, uh-huh. yeah. Sounds good to me. Who's your another? good who, who, to me. And in terms of A and other, is it going to be Kevin Nisbet? Could it be Ryan Fraser?
3: I think it'll potentially. Be I think I'll be. I think I'll be Fraser. Right.
2: Okay, John. John, Blaisdell, what. What do you reckon with that? What sort of team would you be picking for uh, Moldova?
7: See before I mentioned them, um, the team from Moldova. Um, John, um, Hartson, don't yeah. forget in 2012, I think you guys got your revenge when Gareth Dale fell in the box <laughs> and Stephen Fletcher the goal disallowed. So oh that was that was
4: ne- that was always apparently oh, one that was
3: different. A, that was a different one.
2: That <laughs> I think John's con- uh, John Hartson's conveniently forgotten that one. You've got please, some still. memory, of you John. Yeah, by well the way. done, yeah. well done. Um, so right, what about your selection, uh, John? Would it veer much away from the one Kenny and I have patched together there?
7: Yeah, I mean the.
2: the the first
7: 10, um, obviously, just picks itself just now. Um, but who the other one is, I that's a tough one, really. Because, I mean, is Ryan Fraser playing regular enough at Newcastle and they've been struggling? I've mentioned Lisbeth's forms. um pretty worrying because I thought he'd have been looking to take his chance um, knowing that um, Dykes was unavailable. But um, him and these clubs here have not been playing well recently. you um, know. and I don't know what... I don't see them putting the boy Brown in for his um, debut no, in this game. No. So,
6: probably...
7: Um, I, th-
2: I think you guys are probably right. It probably will be Fraser.
3: Um, it, it could be Armstrong. It could be Armstrong. He could be given that nod up Well, there. Especially uh, because of
2: his Southampton connection with, with absolutely. Adams.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Again, Kenny McLean mm-hmm. could come in and it'd be a midfield and, and, and McGinn could be the one that's off the striker. There's a lot mm-hmm. of options there. A, a lot of really good options as well mm-hmm. that bring something mm-hmm. different.
2: And maybe Fraser comes under the same sort of category um, as Gilmore and Patterson. Not getting a lot of games, but actually when he's been called up and called in and Stevie Clark has used them it's worked
3: there's, you know what there's a the flip side you know, they're actually really really eager to get a game you know so they're, they're not getting game time now this is an opportunity to play so they're going into hungry. they're going into show again that they're at the top top level of the game that they're really really good players and that could potentially throw you back into the mix yeah. back at your club you know so I think there's a lot of good options there whether it's Fraser Nisbet Brown giving his debut who knows Armstrong or McLean maybe given the, the nod which allowed allow McGinn maybe to be a little bit freer up top as well. Do you like McTominay as a centre-half? Absolutely. Yeah. As, as I do. Middle of a three? No, right of the three. Right of right the three. three. Yep. I like Hanley in the middle. What I think it does is if we, again I think I've said I think I said in the show before the, after the, after the Israel game mm-hmm. and before the Pharaohs game that I think we've got players now where we can be a little bit more confident in how we want to play the game. Gilmore's, McGregor's, McGinn's, Armstrong's, McLean's in the middle of the pitch. Uh, really, really good football players can handle the ball. By the way, they want the ball. They want the ball. They don't want to be chasing it and they can handle it. McTominay and Tierney on the right and left side of that, for me, McTominay being a midfielder, he's passing, his distribution's excellent. He obviously's got a bit of size about him as well. He must be 6'2", 6'3", Scott. So he's got a presence there to play centre-back as well. But I felt he's really, really adapted to that role excellently and it's, it's again, it's a big part. Him, him on the right and T on the left are a big part of how that system works. Uh, and
4: he's another one who doesn't play every week for United.
3: Yeah,
2: McTominay. Yeah. So there's another one that you know can comes away. Maybe at the moment he's relieved to get away, mm.
7: um, Maybe, uh,
2: and he certainly hasn't let Scotland down. John, thanks for putting John Hartson right, John. and uh, good to have you on the show. <laughs> yeah, thanks, enjoy enjoy bye, bye, week, yeah. bye, bye, mate. Bye, bye.
1: The Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go!
2: go, 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 go. Studio uh, this evening. Uh, some evenings we have a lot of own goals in the studio. Stephen Craig and, <laughs> and uh, Craig Moore have probably put through their own goal quite and a lot. A few lot. yellows
3: and reds I was would I'd uh, imagine as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would have thought so. Um, but in, in terms of scoring goals at the right end, Uh, I think these two probably take a fair bit of beating. Kenny Miller and John Hartson are with us uh, this evening and the show has been flying by on the day, of course, that Stevie Clark named his latest Scotland squad. We're on the brink of qualifying for the playoffs and the only raised eyebrows today concerned Jacob Brown of uh, Stoke City, who's been named... In the Scotland squad, uh, the news out of Celtic today was that Tony Ralston has signed uh, a new contract, an extended contract, a healthy pay rise, you would imagine, and he's now tied to the club till 2025. What a season he's having, the season of his dreams after uh, three separate loan spells out. Didn't look like he'd a future with Celtic, but the arrival of Ange Postacoglu, and the fact that Celtic had a pretty thin-looking squad at that stage and it still needs bolstered in January has allowed uh, Ralston the opportunity and boy has he grabbed at four goals and some uh, terrific performances. Always gives everything, and rewarded today with that extended uh, contract. On the back of a weekend when Celtic dropped points against Livingston at home, the Yakumakis penalty, which was saved by Stryak, and then of course 24 hours later, uh, Rangers scored six at Motherwell to open up a four-point lead at the top of the Premiership. Let's talk to Celtic fan Sean. Hi, Sean. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hi, Sean. Well, thanks. Yourself?
9: Yeah, not bad, not bad.
2: Good. Uh what are you thinking? What would you like to say?
9: I uh, just what I talk about the game on Saturday, the Saturday, but you know, I was just very frustrated, you know, I was hoping to get a result, but you know, watching the game that, you know, running to encodes and down every opportunity and to see what the guys are thinking, especially John, He's we've just been had a good result against him and then we go there and we could have been top and obviously the Rangers had a good, good spin as well it's just it, the ball, it just seems like stopping stop
2: and start Yeah John you were at like the match
4: Yeah it was two two points dropped Sean there's no doubt about that um, I just feel sadly had a lot of the play the, the 85% possession of the ball in the first half but the biggest stat of all as as we all know is goals it's the goal stat you can keep possession you can get crosses in you can defend well you can this that or the other but yeah um, I just don't think we, we were quite we didn't have enough snap in front of the goal um, it was just no The attitude was there I thought the urgency was good I thought the, the
9: intensity the, would be, um,
4: yeah the more, intensity, more intensity but the, up until the you know Livingston's defensive third we played very well we cre- we had lots of the ball the overlaps you know the, the boys created quite a bit but you you look at it and Stryak didn't have a save to make he, he had one save and how many times Sean can we say at Celtic Park where you know you, you don't work the goalkeeper um, yeah. so there's certainly you know there's certainly work to to look at on the training on the training ground I don't know why Kyogo didn't start uh, having, having Celtic 1-3-1 great performance at Hibs in the, in midweek why we have to change our front players I don't know yeah Yakamaka scored his first goal for the club last weekend Um but I, I, I've always said it, like the team that I played in, Henrik Larson played every game. He never came out, Sean. But I played every game. Yeah. Never came out. You know, so did Stan Petrov, so did Lambert, so did Lennon. The team never changed. Mm-hmm. DJ Gat, right wing back, Alan Thompson, left wing back, three centre halves. I was with Martin the other night. Mm-hmm. And I know there's there's maybe more well, is there more games now than 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 there was ten, fifteen years ago to go and play, but I just think, why change a winning team, Sean? You know, um, but listen, you mate, think I, he's
9: changing the team too much. Do you think you Yeah, think I
4: he's do. I, I don't think there was any need to, to leave Kyogo out at the weekend. Um, but, I mean, he, he hasn't he hasn't been changing the team much because he hasn't been able to change it that much, has he? Because because the squad's yeah, but he been dropped Yeah, change drop so from a really big win at mm-hmm. a difficult place. Yeah, I get that point. Hibs, yeah. you know, and Mikey Johnson's just come back into the team. I know, mm-hmm. the, and the the change was enforced. He mm-hmm. had to bring in Beaton. For, decided to bring beat on for Rogic, who's a different type of player. We missed Rogic.
2: Yeah, Kenny, I mean you you're a big Tom Rogic fan, aren't you? And 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 you see that absence as being quite
3: key at the moment, don't you? Well, we're talking about eighty five percent possession, sixteen shots, two on target. Livingston went there and just part the bus. You know, and by the way, it's their right to go there and part the bus. Mm. It's up to Celtic to break them down. You talk about getting up to the final third. That's because Livingston allowed you to get up to the final third. Mm. You know, it's how you break that down. For me, Tom Rogic in that team is somebody that could have broke it down. You know, I just think he's a, he's a big miss. He's, he's found his he's found top form again since Ange came back. Uh, he's he's probably shown signs. He was a player a uh, uh, two three seasons ago. So he's a he's a huge huge loss. All you can say about Livingston is it's not their job to make it. the Celtic's job easy. It's to make it hard. It's to shut them down. It's to frustrate. It's to limit these shots on target. Maybe that's why they only had two on target because mm. there was 10 bodies in front of that goal protecting their goalkeeper, doing the job that they should do, you know. So it was, it was disappointing the result for Celtic, obviously. I mean, you get that opportunity with that last man. That's why there's so much made of that penalty miss. Yeah, mm. listen, nothing's won in October or November, but... There's, sometimes there's psychological statements can get made yeah. putting a pressure on Rangers to win to go back top of the league Rangers now had the opportunity to go and extend their lead and they have done so it's, uh, yeah it was disappointing again Kyogo for me again he's, he's scored being a striker you would want to play you would want to go and maintain that record he probably would have wanted the penalty to go and get his 10th goal this season so it was yeah it was a disappointing result for Celtic but by the way fair play to Livingston
2: Here's some breaking news uh, Hib's game uh, against Ross County in Dingwall uh, due to be played tomorrow night, it's been postponed again um, because Hibbs of uh, because of the COVID outbreak and all the repercussions of that. They've obviously persuaded the SPFL uh, that they don't have enough players to fulfil that fixture again, as was the case at the weekend. So it was due to be played uh, tomorrow night. and Thing well, it won't now happen. That one, uh, Sean. I want to ask you a question. Um, do you think Celtic can be can have a crack at the title?
9: Yeah, I think they can. I think they've got a good squad but I just don't touch what John was I just think he's not changed too team much but I think sticking to a good delivering and we've got a result against him, and he drops with a striker. I just I just I think he like chops and changes too much. That's my just my thing. But I think if we keep we, we go to Hibbs we win and we got Livingston and all done well, we we kind of get a result against Willington. We need to be consistent through the whole season. The Rangers have had a good result. I think we need to be consistent and the same
4: person I've had in the team that have in the goals and one of the games Sean sure, I, I just think we need to be we need to get back on track um, we need to try and stay as close as we can to Rangers uh, when it comes to January and I think the club have to back the manager I think the team needs strengthening it, it needs a uh, centre forward it needs a, a midfield player and a creative midfield player I know we've got um, James McCarthy who came in um, and not quite sure where, where James is at right now I think in the wide areas, we're okay. Certainly, we need a defender. Defense. Defender, we, yeah. we need a defender. Um, and obviously, you've got Montgomery, Ranovic is playing our position. Ralston has had a new contract today. So, I think the club will need the him. I think the recruitment will be really, really vital in terms of what type of player, what type of character that needs to come and, and play at Celtic in, in a league, which is all to play for, by the way, this season. Um So I think stay as close as we can um, to Rangers who who absolutely cruised the league last season. If we can do that and we can add three or four in the window and then
2: who knows. Can Celtic Kenny Miller hang on in there and have a crack, a
3: serious crack at the title? Can they be contenders? I think they need to be, you know, it's, it's... These clubs demand it. You know the fans will demand it. They want to be competitive. They want to be challenging for the league first and foremost. They want to be going for the cups. They want to win every competition they're in. You know, so it absolutely demands it. If they're not, then that's when you when you fall under serious pressure. For me, Rangers will be too strong over the course of the season because John St. Celtic will strengthen and, and, and they need to strengthen. I think Rangers will still have a look at it in, in January as well. They may be looking at a few positions. They think you know what? Maybe we need to bring some competition for places to get these boys back to the level that they were at last year.
2: Are you an Ange Postecoglou fan, Sean? And uh, are you looking for him to get all the support he needs in that January transfer window?
9: Yeah, I think he's. I think he's. Obviously, when they first signed of we local Obviously, we're all think it's the Eddie Howe, but I think he's done well. I think he's yeah. got a good style of play. But no, nah, yeah, I think he's. I think he should. He should get back. I think with the right players, that, you know, good backing, of some serious money, I think, you know, I think he deserves it. I think, and if we do get the players. Or saying on Thursday. I think you know, well. I'll, I'll, I'll get it back and I think he's a good manager. I think he's proved himself. And to me anyway. So and yeah, I, I think he's a good manager.
2: And are you hoping? Uh, are you expecting another three points in the Europa League on Thursday?
9: Yeah. Well, it's, as Kenny says, a big club. We expect you know results, especially you know in Europe. You know, it's some bite alternates. You know, being get Europe right you now. I just hope we, obviously we get the players that we want on the pitch and so stick to the other than that maybe be hips because I have a funny feeling he's going to change the team again and just totally rotate you know, it. I'm, I'm positive, I think we'll all get a good result, but I'm just hoping that we get the players on that the fans want to be on the pitch. You know, but it's something the manager will he decide but yeah. I'm hoping for it. So Sean, thanks.
2: Thanks Thanks, thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you, Sean. All the best. Thanks to John Hartson as well. And Kenny Miller uh, on the GOAT Radio Football Show. We are back uh, tomorrow evening with Paul and Barry Ferguson and Davy Proven live at five.
1: The GOAT Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go!